Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 198. Center, Missouri, USA. I'm CB Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Ginger, my cattle dog and fledgling co-host. Say hi, Ginger. <coughs> Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on special restraint equipment for cats. Our topics for this week are basic handling techniques for cats and special equipment for handling less tractable cats. Tractable cats are easily handled by distractions, such as petting the back and stroking the head or feet. Intractable cats require greater means of restraint. Generally, towel wraps are sufficient. But for those cats that are dangerous to handle using towel wraps and cannot be handled with towel wraps due to respiratory problems, special handling equipment may be needed. But first we should mention the need for slip leashes on both tractable and intractable cats. Slip leashes should be used on cats whenever they're outside their home and outside a cage to aid in positioning the cat to be picked up and to increase security against an attempt to escape. The use of slip leashes should be standard practice in veterinary clinics and boarding kennels. A slip leash is a rope, cord, or flat woven strap with a metal ring Honda or tied Honda knot used for routine handling of cats. Flat strap slip leashes should not be used due to their inability to maintain an open loop when being placed over the cat's head and neck. A slip leash serves as a sliding collar and a lead rope in one piece. Slip leashes should not be used on cats with breathing problems. If an alternative does not exist, the loop should be placed around the neck and one front leg through it to prevent pressure on the trachea. Cats should never be tied and left unattended with a slip leash because either escape or strangulation may result. Most handling and restraint of cats for medical procedures can be and should be done without tranquilization, sedation, hypnosis, or anesthesia. However, some handling and restraint procedures should be restricted to veterinary medical professionals due to the potential danger to the animal or the handler. These require special skills, equipment, or facilities and and possibly adjunct chemical restraint or complete immobilization by chemical restraint. Special handling equipment for cats that veterinary medical professionals may use include a cat restraint bag. 
Canvas or nylon cat restraint bags tend to calm cats after they're zipped in. Cat bags are for cats that may become excited or irritated, not cats that are already excited or irritated. Bags provide excellent restraint without the need to tightly restrict the movement with hands or with towel wraps. To properly use a cat restraint bag, cats should be relatively quiet and handled gently to be placed in the bag properly. To put a cat in a restraint bag, the handler opens the bag and places it on a table. The cat's then placed on top of the bag. The neck portion of the bag is first clasped around the cat's neck, after which the bag is placed around the cat. It's important to zip the bag with one or two fingers under the zipper to prevent the cat's hair from getting caught in the zipper. Smaller zippered ports are present for access to legs. A cat in a cat bag should never be left unattended. Although once in a bag, a cat usually does not struggle or move. They should still be continuously supervised to ensure they cannot roll off of a table. After the procedure is completed, the cat should be slowly removed and petted in stages to desensitize them to the experience. Loose-fitting mesh restraint bags with pull-string openings for minor restraint may be of value in handling cats during baths, brief transport, or administering medication. Leather, nylon, or cloth cat muzzles are open-ended muzzles designed to cover the eyes. Cloth muzzles pose less risk for injuring the eyes. Cats are often quieted by being blindfolded with the muzzle. However, if the cat resists the muzzle, their feet must be well restrained. A one-hand hold restraint of the head may be easier to maintain with the traction provided by a muzzle in place. Leather gloves with gauntlets are excellent protection against scratches, but some cats can bite through them. If there's a danger of biting, the hand should be partially inserted in the glove. The empty fingers of the glove can then be offered as a distraction while the cat is captured by other means. However, leather gloves may carry stressful odors and exacerbate a cat's anxiety. Gloves also desensitize the handler's hands to the pressure being exerted for restraint, which can contribute to the cat escaping restraint or being injured by excessive restraint. Leads with slip rings can be placed over the head to capture a cat by the neck to control the head while the hand is used to scoop up the body. A commercial loop on a flexible rod is made for the capture of cats. The loop on a flexible rod works well to quietly place a slip leash on a cat's neck and gently pull it snug on the neck, similar to the Mongolian erga used to capture horses. The flexible rod should not be used to bend the leash and snap onto the cat. 
Opposing nests on metal frames attached to pivotal points are available to restrain cats. They create a giant salad tong-like restraint tool that can be used to entrap a cat in a cage and remove it. Opposing nets can also be used for transporting cats short distances if the cat's body is supported with one hand under the cat. In addition, the netting can restrain a cat for administering medications or chemical restraint. It is effective if the cat is entrapped in a standard cage at handler chest height. It's not effective for capturing cats in the open on the ground or on a floor. Commercial hoop nets on long poles are available for the capture and restraint of cats. Nylon mesh laundry bags can also be used. The size of the mesh and the netting should be sufficiently small, one-fourth inch or less, to prevent cat entanglement and injury. Cat tongs are long-handled clamps for capture and restraint of vicious cats by the neck. The tongs are used to clamp the neck and restrain the head just before other means of restraint are applied. The pressure on the neck applied by tongs is difficult to control when a cat is struggling. And if the cat is not controlled at the same time as the tongs are used, a struggling cat could break its neck. We do not recommend the use of cat tongs. A cage shield is a wooden or metal frame, the same height and width of the inside of a cage. Covered with mesh wire and with a center brace and a centrally placed handle. The shield is slid into a slightly open cage door and used to push a fractious cat against the back of the cage to administer chemical restraint. Wire cages are available with a sliding portion that permits a cat to be compressed inside a cage so that minor procedures can be performed or chemical restraint administered. The use of squeeze cages should be restricted to the most vicious cats and preferably for one-time use only on a cat. One of the head movement limiting devices is an Elizabethan or E-collar. If tolerated by a cat, the collar will restrain the cat from chewing on its hindquarters. They can also provide the handler some protection from being bit while handling or restraining the cat. Elizabethan collars must be removed to allow eating and drinking. Another head restraint is spherical, semi-opaque, or globe-shield collars that encapsulate the head and have an opening in front for breathing and vision. These are intended as a means to protect handlers from bites. Globe shields do not allow drinking or eating and must be frequently taken on and off, which could actually increase the chance of being bitten.
Thick, broad collars wrapped snugly around the neck, like a human cervical collar, are used to limit a cat's ability to reach other areas of its body. A retention strap is run from the top of the broadband around the lower aspect of the thorax behind the front legs. Broadband cervical collars permit better peripheral vision and hearing and do not catch on objects as does the Elizabethan collar. They also allow eating and drinking. However, access to most of the front legs is possible. Cervical collars for movement limitation can also be pneumatic. These are inflated around the neck to reduce the movement of the head and neck. Heavy canvas construction is needed for protection from cat claws. Two-inch paper clip binders bent to reduce the pressure applied have been recommended to be used on loose skin and upper neck as a twitch to distract difficult-to-handle cats in the same manner as scruffing. It's theorized that the pinching simulates being carried as a small kitten by its mother. However, freezing from fear may be another possibility. Similar commercially produced clips for cat restraint are also being marketed. We do not recommend pinch-induced restraint of cats. If you have comments or you're interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Tractable cats should be handled by gentle distraction techniques. Intractable cats may need special handling equipment to improve their safety and their handlers. Slip leashes should be used on all cats outside their home to facilitate gentle handling and prevent escape. Ginger says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my recent books, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, and Concise Textbook of Large Animal Handling, all published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Ginger and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about natural behaviors of reptiles. Hey, Ginger, we're supposed to interview a nervous chameleon today. Did he disappear? What did you tell him? Oh, I see. You'll blend in. Well, apparently he blended in too good. <laughs> <laughs>